0: Like, you can't go on no dates without the first two questions. One of the first two questions is, so what do you do?
1: Because I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me?
0: So you want want us to waste? I got a car, too, but it'd be more economical for me to ride (laughs) with my boy. So I'm just riding with him because it was convenient. My car at the crib. Like, what? We like? Are we both going to the same place? Just rock. Get each. Get in our our own individual car and ride together. Like, come on, my nigga. Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon, and I am joined by my smashing <laughs> partner and co-host.
1: Hey, y'all! It's Ciandra.
0: Welcome to the podcast, a podcast where we give you endless food for thought
1: we started this podcast to review the questions we have asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating these conversations will range from light-hearted and comical to serious and deep we both have backgrounds in counseling and are young black professionals in the dmv area we know just enough to come up with the questions but not enough to have all the answers you can expect for us to be real raw and sometimes spicy
0: so what are we talking about today siandra
1: today we're going to spend some time talking about insecurities specifically do you reveal your insecurities to your partner
0: Mm. well uh (laughs) that pause yeah i was like i had to think about it i was like well i guess it depends on when in the what stage of the relationship you're in i would i would say in general yes you will would reveal or it will be revealed eventually through the process of the the relationship. um, I'm not sure exactly when that will be. I guess that would just depend on how comfortable you are, but that's kind of contrary to insecurity. It's something that, why would you bring it up? It's something that brings shame or guilt or just not generally pleasant or positive feelings to you. So I imagine each person's insecurities will be pretty secretive. And sometimes... Unknown, like, like you, the pe- other person may not know. Yeah, the person may not know that they have this insecurity. They just have this behavior, like they, they So, like, mm. I'm sure we've all had the story of like, oh, no, I don't know what's going on. Like, every time I'm in a relationship, or every time I date someone, or I go out with somebody, something always goes wrong, and I just don't understand what's going on. I can't. It, that could that could be indication of you have some sort of insecurity that's guiding some sort of action that the other person did not find attractive and so they was like nah or you put somebody away because you want some old shit because you're insecure we're going to it
1: yeah what you just said made me think though if you notice an insecurity about your partner say it wasn't intentionally revealed it's just something that comes to your attention like you're aware of it but the other person isn't would you say something yes what would you I, say? Well, I,
0: I would if I notice it's, like, a pattern. Like, if I notice, like, a pattern of behavior, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's probably because she may... Or it's probably because she may blah, 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 and then I'll broach that.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you broach it in the sense of, like, I notice this thing about you, you may be insecure? T- walk me through it. I want to I know what your approach would be.
0: Well, for, first of all, I, just, I would just come at it in a sense of, I'm trying to get to the bottom of why this behavior is happening. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that that opens up the door for the other person to be like, Oh, it's because X, Y, and Z if they are self-aware right. and stuff like that. But if they're not, we got to go around, we, we got to dance. You got to dance around it and then kind of try to guide it. And then if it's not happening, it's like, okay, well I'm noticing this is happening when this happens. So I'm wondering, or if I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking that it may be because something. Did something happen to you that you know? What I mean, yeah. so Who hurt you? Pretty much. Pretty much. in like okay. in broad terms, like the too long didn't read. And if you just you're just being real blunt, it's like, yo, who hurt you and what happened?
1: Hmm. I think that's an interesting. That's not the approach that I would take, but I do think the identifying whatever the behavior is and then maybe saying like is this connected to something else has this happened to you before
0: that's the pc way that's a nice and like yeah but i'm like if i'm just
1: getting obviously yeah yeah
0: yeah, like if in the course of a conversation we'll go like how you described it but i'm as i'm describing it to the people it just pretty much breaks down into who hurt you Mm -hmm. but you said it in a much nicer way which will i met i will hope people would actually use that in the actual conversation. But when you're describing the process, it can be summarized or synthesized into my nigga who hurt you. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't, I think what you said earlier about like your insecurities, not necessarily being something that you expressly reveal to your partner, but something that if they're aware and like active in the relationship, they'll be able to pay attention to and notice. But I also wonder if if, say, your awareness is peaked about something, like something that you do causes or reinforces an insecurity that I already have, is it that, which part of it do I address? Does that make sense? Like, do I address what it is that you're doing that's triggering the insecurity? Or do I address the insecurity to eliminate, like, my reaction to your behavior?
0: I mean, I don't I don't see why both those things can't happen at the same time. You know, you can be like... I feel X, y, I feel this way when you behave like this. That being said, I'm noticing you behave like this because I'm thinking it's because of that. Mm-hmm. So I guess for for a example would be when what I had the issue with pain. Because mm-hmm. low-key, I have an insecurity about getting taken advantage of financially by women. Because it's happened to your boy before. So I'm I'm hyper-aware of like, what i'm spending like not necessarily because i can't put it up, put it none on it it's just because i'm this hyper aware of like yo am i am i doing too much am i paying too much am i am i paying too often is she expecting me to pay too much i think like, is she taking advantage of me so like those are the thoughts that i have in the back of my mind but i didn't realize i had that in the back of my mind and and it affected my behavior and you called that shit out because me doing that cuz how i come out when i said it, it was kind of passive aggressive because petty king, yeah, because I didn't know, God damn it, yeah, so it was just like it came out as a joke Because that's just generally how I get rid of negative emotions, so you caught that, it didn't make you feel well, you brought it up, and then you, you brought it to my attention, like yo, do you have like a fear of being taken? I'm like, well, damn, I think I do,
2: hmm
0: and I was like yo i didn't i didn't i never- i didn't never consciously put that together before. Until right then. So, yeah. And same thing for some of the, your stuff.
1: You're right. No, I think a good relationship is, is a mirror for you. You get to reflect back on the stuff either you're doing that you don't like through the actions of that other person or things about yourself that you need to work on through the actions and like the responses of the other person to your behaviors. If I was shitty to you in some way, you would let me know that I was being shitty and I could be doing that in other relationships and other people may have, may have um, not felt comfortable enough to challenge me or like to say something to me about it. But you got to spend a lot of time with me and you're like, I can't, won't, shan't let this continue and so behaviors have to change so I, I agree with you I don't think that anything that you're saying is um
0: and then it, it, and also I believe I guess the, the build up on your point uh about people not I guess potentially bringing up any issues they notice within you I think that depends on the type of relationship that you have with the person if if it's like my boys for example like my ace boogie's I guess, my my, my, my my main squad, I expect them to keep it a buck with me at all mm-hmm. times. If they see them fucking up or if I'm acting wild, I expect them to, like, yo, you, you wilding. But if it's, like, some stranger, I'm, I expect them to, like, maybe notice it and then, like, go about their way in the sense of like, I guess I'm not gonna fuck with this person. Mm-hmm. But since you fucking with me, I, like, come on, my nigga, like, if, if you see me wilding, like, pull me back or at least say something. Same thing with the, if you're in a relationship with somebody. I say that to say that sometimes it's it's good if your relationship is strong they can help you realize this this stuff and kind of tighten up any holes in your game so to speak like if you weren't weren't aware and cared enough to address the issue that 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 happened i would never found out that this was an actual issue because if you just dating and and something like that and this comes up that can just be like a deal breaker i can be like oh Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like that behavior i'm out
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that that is, um, for sure, a thing that happens with people. You, from the very first day, you start taking account of people's issues, because everybody has something. You just have to make a decision about what issues you're willing to deal with, Mm -hmm. and how they may manifest not only, well, at least this is a thought for me, how they may manifest not only in our present relationship, but in our relationship in the future, and then ultimately in my kids. Once you start telling me too many things, See, that's, that's wrong actually, with your your family mm-hmm. or something like that? I'm like, oh no, my poor babies—they're gonna be born in a crack house because.
0: Damn, why you had you had? I'm you went just zero to saying. 100.
1: Okay. It it is uh definitely a snowball effect. The little avalanche just just picks up, picks up, picks up. But I'm like, yeah, I can't I can't fool with you. You got you have generational stuff.
0: That's interesting that you say that, that you look at it in a sense of like how, what is this going to look like in the future for like children and such? That's an interesting prospect and uh, thought process. Cause I can't, I can't think of a time where I thought about that. Like if I see like a woman's like, Oh, she some, she some shit. I don't think about like, Oh, what is this going to look like towards my kids? I just like, she ain't some shit. I don't want that in my life. I'm mm-hmm. out.
1: Yeah. I I do think, I definitely think about that as well. But in the same way that I was talking about earlier, relationships are a mirror. There can be a lot that you and I can learn from each other, and so you'll be different after a certain amount of time. You just that's just what happens in relationships. You're mm-hmm. going to change. You're going to grow, and so I don't think so much about like what what's going to happen between you and I. If there's some baseline there, we good. I can work through those into work with those insecurities can help support you and your growth. But if there's the baseline stuff that i found
0: a foundational issue
1: bro it's cracks in the foundation yeah your daddy the same way that you and he and you want him to be my kid's granddaddy oh hell no i ain't doing it i ain't doing it
0: yeah but i i would like to uh ask the fellow men and women out there who may be going through this situation and and it's about to break out May I suggest you recommend, at least recommend or refer them to a therapist on your way out. For real, that, that, I, mean, I feel like if you're going, if you're going, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna break up, and you're gonna go about your way. But at the end, it's like, yo, I think you should see somebody about these issues because la da da da. We need niggas need to be in every nigga that deserves a therapist. You need some help. Had it shout out to what's that uh, IG? Uh, I think it's called Every Nigga, but I'm pretty sure they what? they didn't have. It's an IG profile mm-hmm. called every nigga deserves like
1: a therapist
0: no no it's called every nigga deserves uh-huh and then on their page they have like random shit they'll they have like a twitter type line it'll be like oh like your fillets are valid my nigga mm. or no one needs you like you need you my nigga
2: ooh
0: or Keep evolving, my nigga. So they be saying, they be saying, words of yeah, yeah, like kind of like words af- affirmation, but towards like us, and it be it be hitting pure intentions, my nigga. Ooh. But I don't know if they said anything about every nigga needs a therapist. But I feel like they did, and if they didn't, they should because every nigga needs a therapist.
1: They do. Agree. All right, you ready to start talking about? some common insecurities things that we we see amongst the folks
0: for sure um i'm going to be speaking from the man's perspective of course dangling holders (laughs) (laughs) um i'm also using a article from men's journal uh entitled The Most Common Insecurities Amongst Men. They even have some tips on how to conquer them. We won't I won't really get too much into it. I might, you know, slightly brush across it, but I'm just really just trying to get the common insecurities that men indicate they face. I will also drop a link to this in the description of this podcast. So look out for that if y'all don't want Googles. The first one the common inse- insecurity number one is relationship stability. So this one is kind of like going about, for example, if like if you were cheated on in the past or if you got done dirty or you did someone dirty in the past, there is always like an insecurity in your mind that this relationship won't last or like as soon as something goes wrong, oh shit, this is over. Mm-hmm. Like they're having that constant fear of of ending the relationship. Yeah, I can I can see that mostly from the sense that I feel like a lot of the power of the relationship, at least when it comes to ending it, is kind of in the woman's hands and I kind of feel like it's kind of like a, a was it? dominically sword? H- kind of hanging over the man? Kind of mm-hmm. on something like, yo, if you fuck up it's over with. So it's kind of like be on your P's and Q's at all times because if you fuck up it's over. It's that fear because, like, I feel like men, well, specific, well, black men specifically, uh, are not afforded many fuck ups.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you come into a relationship, woman is already thinking, like, yep, they got something wrong with them already. I'm just looking for a reason. That's what it feels like. Like, I'm just looking for a reason why, or, or looking for a reason to end the relationship. If you got to be on your p's and q's at all times, you got you got to be perfect. You you are not afforded any any anything any fuck ups. Hmm. So I'm not sure if most men are aware of that consciously, but I feel like eh, deep like not that deep, but relatively deep down, we are aware of I guess that slight fear of a woman just ending it for perceivably nothing. So that that's my personal opinion on it.
1: One of the things that you said earlier about like the relation, basically like relationship karma, like I've done something wrong in the past. Mm-hmm. So there's potential for this relationship to get screwed up. Like maybe I'm not worthy of being in a relationship. I feel like that may be the deeper level of what, or one element of what's happening here. Cause I don't know where that pressure Comes from in the sense of like, I have to do everything right or else she can end it.
0: Happy wife, happy life. Everything that we have been taught and conditioned since like little boys has been to kind of cater to the woman, to be like, they are the most important part of the relationship, that we must please them. They got to make sure that they are happy. Mm. So, with that message, the meta message within that is. Your needs aren't as important. That the woman takes precedence, and then maybe afterwards we'll t- we'll, we'll take care of you. So growing up with that, or, or seeing that reinforced through media and through, I guess, just going through life and stuff like that, and just seeing like the statistics of marriages and divorce, and you know how women are the ones who statistically end divorces. I want to say like 80 percent of the time, and it, it kind of reinforces the fact that perhaps women are the most more important aspect of it. And because of that, we have to be on our P's and Q's to make sure that they are always happy at all times and have no reason to want to leave or anything like that. And because of that, a lot of people, a lot of men may allow women to kind of walk over them or allow allow slights to to pass because it's kind of like, well... Whatever i I mean this is this part of the game?
1: that's sad. I hope that that is not the reality for the most of the people who are listening to us, but I also wonder if if like <clears> hmm. <throat> I wonder if this is a response to like super macho toxic masculinity culture in the sense that like the pendulum swung the other way and like now it's like you need to or you feel like that was a consistent thing of like happy wife happy life. Existed. No,
0: that's that's consistent. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm I feel like we can watch some, some like I am Lucy shit and they've been they were saying it like mm. back in the fifties. I'm pretty sure this has been in kind of like the lexicon or like the the zeitgeist of the American world culture for a handful of decades at minimum.
1: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Tell me the next insecurity.
0: Mm -hmm. The second one is job security. Um, So they indicate here that, you know, which is kind of true. A lot of of a man's identity is in what they do, Mm -hmm. what they can, what they do for a living and the, the way in which they, are able to provide in order, you know, how do they get, how do you get your money? It's very important because you need that money in order to provide for a family, for your, your partner, for your woman. And it's, yeah, I'm just going to say woman because I'm talking from my personal perspective. Um, so it's reinforced because, you know, as soon as you become an adult, they always, they always ask you, you know, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Especially up here in the DMV. Like you can't go on no dates without the first, Two questions. One of the first two questions is: So, what do you do?
1: Because I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me.
0: So, so you, so you want, so you want us to waste? I got a car too, but it'd be more economical for me to ride with my boy. So I'm just riding with him because it was convenient. My car at the crib. <laughs> like, what? We like? Are oh, we both going to the same place? Just ride, get each get him our, our own individual car and ride together. Like. Come on, my nigga.
1: I don't want no nigga in an Uber either.
0: what, what if it's an Uber like Deluxe one? No, okay, Black, black say, car only, me, baby.
1: You're right. I don't want no nigga in an Uber pull. Mm-hmm.
0: Damn. That's real. And what if I'm Uber pulling in like a U like a, a Escalade versus a, versus a regular Uber and I'm pulling up in like a goddamn like basic, basic Corolla. Like, with the, with the, you got it, like, you don't even have the electric windows. No. Like, the ones you gotta, like, no. Hey, you gotta wind that no. bit. So, which one's better?
1: First of all, they don't even allow those cars to be Ubers. You have to be a Who certain. Who told you that? Me, myself. You have to be a certain year of There's car. There's still
0: some, year, some years out here. No. Some that's common that, that, that Matt Basic that still got the little roller, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a we just, just walk, man. The just walk. Oh, so you fucking with a nigga that's walking? No. Yeah. See. Mhm. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, job security number two. So f- fear of failing to live up to what's it? Employer's expectations. You know, not having employment. Mm-hmm. Like you want to. You want to know the fastest way to find out if your woman is down for you? Don't have a job, my nigga.
1: Oh my gosh, that is very real.
0: Like don't have a job, my nigga. Yeah. So like to, to go back to my earlier point, the it kind of builds on that insecurity of having to be perfect. Like men, black men specifically are not allowed to take L's like that. Like you cannot not make money. You can't, you can't be unemployed for more than X amount of time. Like it has to be like a legitimate reason. You you just, you can't just be fucked up in the game temporarily. You can't be Lawrence. That shit. Don't don't fly. You see what I happened. Mean, you saw what happened to Lawrence, right?
1: We did. And, and you see,
0: and you see how, how a woman's like, yeah, Lawrence Warren shit, right? But Lawrence no. Lawrence had a whole ass mental condition. Nigga was depressed like shit. No one gave a fuck about that. But that nigga was up now. He up now.
1: With a baby on the way. You see and how that, Lawrence do? What you mean? oh, and so, oh he so, was so, having so, oh. sex with Tasha, his trifling ass.
0: Oh, after he got cheated on? And they, and they broke up? You mean that time?
1: Bring there? Yeah. Bring your little yeah. article. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So, okay. The third one, I guess it builds off into that. The third insecurity is financial security. Like the amount of money that you make is stupidly important to women. I don't give a fuck what they say to you. They could say, "No, I don't care. I got my day they, they line." They saying that because society will look at them sideways if they admit that they care about what a woman makes. They'll they will they will say that they're gold digging.
1: Yeah, but I think that there's a difference between being a gold digger and money being important to you. I think. I know. I know. I, I for, okay. for sure.
0: I'm just saying, like that's just the title that society would place on them they don't want to be called that because i guess in their mind they aren't gold digging but what their man makes is of utmost importance to them
1: yeah i don't i don't know if i i get what you're saying in terms of gold digging isn't their primary goal right like that's not the thing that they're most interested in but it is security is Good. what most women are seeking in re- being in relationship with a man. And whether that security comes in just the sense, some women, it's just enough to have a man. It's like, ooh, I got a man. That means, you know, something for me in society. Yes, gold star me. Some women, it's like, I have a man who can do something for me. Like, just being alive and holding a penis is not enough. And so that the finances is important. Especially if you have to deal with other BS.
0: I get we're going to talk about it, but I, I like, I guess, but I guess the issue I'm trying to say is like, they would deny that they care about how much the like how much money a man makes, or or if they do, mm. they they have some on you, some wild expect high expectation because like oh yeah I make a hundred thousand so I expect my man to make a hundred thousand, but it's like nigga, did, uh, do you know the statistics of the niggas who make a hundred thousand, or like I don't, this is what I really think I really. Think women don't understand how much money is what like the value of like like what money really means or like the power it holds. Like I don't think they understand how rare like how what a hundred thousand dollars really is. And I think that's because women generally don't have to pay for for a lot of shit when it comes to like dating and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of underestimate money. Now I'm not saying they're bad with money. I'm just saying they like underestimate the how rare it is.
1: I feel like you're saying that women are not financially literate. No,
0: I am not saying that at all because they are quite financially literate. They generally really are. I just, I'm saying, I don't think they give or they under they get how uh, how do I explain this? Like how money plays within the social within like a social dynamic. I guess no, it's it's like. Women say, "I I, I make a hundred thousand, so it should be so. Just because you make a hundred thousand, that means it's easy. A.K.A. Anyone can make it. So I'm not asking for much, but nigga, a hundred thousand is top ten percent of everyone in America. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't think they they get that. Like yeah, like just because you making that kind of money does not make that normal.
1: Okay, I I think I understand Like you, what like
0: you are if you're make if you're a woman." Or if you just anyone, you make a hundred thousand, you yourself are making more than ninety percent of people everywhere. But so that, aka, okay, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. But like you, you're so, but you out here demanding that or for from your partner as if that shit have is everywhere.
1: Hmm. So they don't have a, a full grasp or understanding of well. One of the things I hear you saying two things. Mm. They don't have a full grasp or under or understanding of how much money it takes for them to have the lifestyle that they want, mm-hmm. right? So, like, everybody is aspiring to 100000 because they think that that's, like, the magic number. Like, right. a six-figure nigga is just, like, right. the magic number, and they're right. going to be able to get everything that they want. And then the other part of it is a false equivalency of, like, if I can do it, you should be able to right. do it. I deserve someone who who makes this much because I make this much.
0: Right. And it's and, and it's kind of like, what does, what does a man making hundred thousand dollars had to do for his per- ability to give you or be your husband or be your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, if that's what's the most important, if, if you, if you find a man who meets all, everything that you, that you need, I mean, uh, decently in shape, he's a, very attractive to you mm-hmm. and perhaps, to the general population, so you you know you you don't mind having him on your arm like yeah I did that that's that's my man, he he's attentive to you he does everything that you want him to do everything you wish he would do he's He'll blowing freaking bad. He blowing, you he's blowing your back out front and back I ain't trying to, I wasn't trying, trying, trying to lead with I was I trying know. to lead up that blowing your back it. out front back sideways just hanging from the ceiling Tarzan and Jane type shit but the nigga only make fifty thousand and I, and and when I say only I don't mean only because fifty is goddamn the average, slightly above average for black men mm-hmm. i think black men average is like forty two, forty five thousand. 45000 so and that may be a problem if the woman is making eighty, ninety, a 100000 why is he not able to be your is he not able to give you the things that you you need as a husband with 50000 what is that you, you that that's i feel like that's a lot, the heart of a lot of the issue that men ha- have with women demanding certain salaries. Now I understand you need to have a x amount of money in order just to be able to live, mm-hmm. or uh, to have like a certain lifestyle. But that's not the argument that you're you're leading with, because if you're making the money, then you got the money, right? So it's like then you're the breadwinner. But I this is we're going off top. We're good, that that goes off into another.
1: A whole nother tangent. A
0: whole nother tangent. But like to bring it back in, financial security is definitely a insecurity that men have just because how much emphasis and judgment uh a man is is given based off their ability to provide financially. Like True. you are not taken seriously at all if you're not making money. If you don't have enough money to take care of a uh your wife and the the whole family even though we're supposed to be on some like 50 50 ish type situation like you women are able to are able to and do have jobs very good jobs very good jobs that make good money and the most educated pops, uh edu- that edu- nah. yeah, according to if, if, if here y'all tell her y'all the most educated the most uh, employed and getting this money, getting bread. Okay, then my money shouldn't matter as much anymore.
1: Boy, propaganda. Before you move on from this topic, I will mm. say that even I do think that it's a pillar of manhood in general, just to be financially Thanks. stable and to have your independence. So, aside mm-hmm. from what you're saying that like women demand of men in terms of finances, because I'm still not dating no Uber pool ass nigga. You also would be seen as less of a man by other men if you were not able to take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. But I feel like that's more of a, we do it as a peer pressure tactic as in like, we know if you're not doing shit, you're not going to be able to find a mate. You're not going to be able to have a family. So we fucking shame you into get doing the things that you need to do in order to make that shit happen. Kind of like we looking out in like a fucked up way. Mm. That's what I think. Cause usually you know say, oh, 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 you out here Uber pulling? Oh, you broke nigga. uh, uh, Someone could take that and be like, oh, they fuck up their whole confidence and fuck them up forever. Or another person be like, nigga, fuck you. Let me go get money, and then I'm pulling up on an Uber Black. What up, nigga? (laughs) Okay, moving on. The next one is body image. Um, Yeah, body body image. Specifically, I if you want to speak of the more common one is like height you know so it's it's this this large push now for a nigga to be six foot even though the woman is like four seven but you know they six foot if you ain't six foot they not giving you no type of day there's a lot of niggas out here who is magnificent ass niggas but they like five (laughs) five seven five eight just under under six foot that a woman will overlook you or not take you as seriously
1: five ten niggas is not getting play And we can tell you're lying. We can tell when you're really. I don't know how. I
0: I don't know how, but every woman has like a shotting gun or some sort of ocular power where they can see a man and they can tell you to the fucking millimeter how tall this nigga is. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, uh, why six foot became the defining thing. Because again, six feet people are so fucking rare I want to say it's like twelve percent of the world population. Mm. I I feel like it's I think it's less than that, but I I believe it's at least twelve percent of like the entire world population is six foot or above. Twelve percent of eight billion, something like eight billion people. Are you doing Are you doing the Google for me?
1: About fourteen point five percent of all men are six feet or over.
0: All men, not all men in America, all men in the world. In so,
1: America, three point nine percent of adult men are six two or taller. Dang, you a unicorn out here, babe.
0: Six feet and above niggas is it's a literal mutation. <laughs> it, I'm not I'm not this is not hyperbole. This is it's a, literally a mutation. Like this shit is new. But it's gonna become common if only six foot niggas is fucking and propagating <laughs> propagating, because this, this is how this is how this shit works. Tall oh, niggas is thriving out here, I guess. That's so funny. Okay, so (laughs) body image. So yeah, being and it's usually about things that we can't change. You can't, Mm. you can't hit the gym and get taller. No, not yet. Your dick can't grow. Yeah, definitely, dick. Your your dick can't get bigger. That's definitely another uh, insecurity that men have. Yeah, for sure. The struggles, man. The struggles, man. I think I talked touched on it on a previous episode. You know, what I'm saying, you know, the you know the ask is a, mandingo mandingo size, but you know the average woman can't take a mandingo size. Day. But you know, hear them tell it, they size queens out in this bitch, but they can't. But they can't take it. Um, next one is emotional intimacy. This is definitely insecurity. Being like opening yourself up, being vulnerable with your partner the fear of your vulnerability being taken advantage of or being used against you. Like you reveal something about you to your partner. And then the next time y'all have a fucking argument, Oh, that's why your fucking mama left you in that dumpster, nigga. now I gotta kill everybody in the house because cause, cause obviously they, they didn't go to the, they didn't go to see therapy they didn't get that shit seen through so they got a, a trigger point and now you know what I'm saying somebody on the news or niggas get niggas <laughs> getting arrested for no reason so like there's definitely a fear I'm I'm being OD with that obviously people ain't nobody beating nobody but it does happen
1: oh I thought you was gonna talk about the mom in the dumpster Well, oh that, that part like, actually does happen yeah. too
0: but I'm saying like. <laughs> being emotionally vulnerable is definitely an insecurity of it because how how do you unlearn decades of conditioning that's telling you be tough be strong mm-hmm. never show weakness and then suddenly you meet a woman and suddenly you so, so forget all of that and then be like lovey-dovey and tell you my deepest darkest secrets and everything yes. i fear and stuff like that my it takes time it takes time because the <sighs> Low key, the also the other fear regarding that is that if I tell you what I fear or what what I'm insecure about or my vulnerable be vulnerable with you, I fear that you will think less of me. You will not Mm. see me as a man anymore. You would think I'm less than. And I think that is at the heart of a lot of fuck ups for men. The the thought or the belief that we always have to be strong I and mean, like we have to be invulnerable, tough, rugged, be able to take it on your chest, take it on your chin. Get your head out the fucking gutter.
1: Brandon, what did I say? I'm sitting I, here quiet. I, the nah, people didn't hear me nah, saying that. I'm
0: talking to you and I'm talking to everybody on the listening. Get your head out the gutter. See? Nigga can't be. Nigga can't. I'm not uh-huh. anyway. take it on. Anyway.
1: I was right there with you. So I say
0: that to say that I I stumbled across a uh quote that I'm gonna read off to y'all. And I want y'all to let me know how, what y'all think. I want you to tell me what you think. This is, this quote is by Dr. Warren Farrell with two Rs F A R R E L. He's kind of like the one of the leading experts in like men's issues, apparently. Um, so the goes, a man's weakness is the facade of his strength, while a woman's strength is the facade of her weakness. What do you think of that?
1: I think that is accurate. I think that is interesting the way that they're inverse in terms of like what a man may be doing to. Protect himself is ultimately his weakness and what a woman may be doing in an effort to kind of draw closer is ultimately her weakness. But read it again. I want
0: to hear it again. A man's weakness is the facade of his strength while a woman's strength is the facade of her weakness.
1: I retract my earlier statement about a woman trying to draw closer. I think that that toughness... It's the same thing in some ways to me, like toughness in either gender mm-hmm. leads to, leads to weakness because it is in certain regards, like a hardening of the self. Like you don't, you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. And so in your invulnerability, you create a weakness because once someone gets you vulnerable, then you wide open.
0: Right. You don't know how to handle. Yeah. So it's like kind of those, like you're so invulnerable that, you don't allow yourself to, or you've never felt pain. So when you feel pain, it's so outside of your, your frame of reference that it hit so much harder mm-hmm. than someone who's been out here taking licks their whole life. So, but I, the other interpretation I got from this is kind of when I was building it upon from men, in the sense that men having to always seem strong or invulnerable or unfazed, even though inside they fucking fucked up leads to a lot of fucking issues like yeah. they, they feel like they can't do anything they can't seek help because i to do that would mean i am revealing that i am not strong which is according to society and everything we've been told is not something we are allowed or should do on the other side women are expected to be vulnerable and to the point that the wor- the world moves when a woman seems vulnerable Mm -hmm. like if they feel if they are hurt or injured or if someone did if someone does a a woman wrong people care but if something goes bad for men niggas laugh so it's kind of like some and then some women can weaponize that and use like that helplessness Mm -hmm. to kind of work to their advantage so that's kind of the when i when i heard that i was like damn It's real.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. One of the things that I'm thinking about in, like, hearing about emotional vulnerability and kind of emotional intimacy, I don't want the first time that I see you cry to be, like, at someone's
0: funeral. But that's probably when it's going to happen.
1: But I, I...
0: And even then, I can't guarantee it.
1: I... I think that my fear around, like, that is, like... If you only experience positive emotions with me, that is so limited. Like, I just want you to have the full range of emotional expression. And while it could be happy tears, I, I don't care when you cry or what is causing you to cry. I just want to know that you're capable of that because I do think that crying can be very cathartic. And I think that it, it, can, it can be necessary at times, even if it isn't a negative situation sometimes you want to cry happy tears sometimes you want to cry to relieve stress you're making faces at me like this never
0: happened no When's the last I, time you cried i don't think i've ever cried for my happiness uh i obviously i've cried before i've been fucked up in the game and i say my heart been broken know what i mean i remember crying in class in 10th grade girl did me dirty what'd
1: she do to you
0: man I was spitting hella game I was like I thought I was in there I thought we was we was vibing turns out she was fucking with my mans the whole time <sighs> Aww, broke me dang. man broke me man damn I was really on, on my hoes ain't shit tip for a minute on that one Aww. damn but some hoes ain't shit some we all can acknowledge that it's like some niggas ain't shit for sure some woman ain't shit
1: how they go from hoes to women? Hoes was a more universal term.
0: Well, I said men, right? I do I say you negative? said
1: hoes, then you said men, then you said women.
0: Okay, so I had to equalize it. I can't. I can't say hoes for women and then come be like men for men.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: some women ain't shit, and some men ain't shit either. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a a a fact of life. The next one is not meeting expectations. That can kind of play into all the other. Uh, Insecurities I listed before, in the sense that if you aren't six foot, if you don't have a job or a good job that that pays you a good amount of money, there can be that fear that you're not meeting the expect what's expected of you, and walking around feeling like you ain't shit or you're you can never meet the expectations that seems to be common that should be a given Like it should be easy can fuck up a man especially because it goes back into the whole image of invulnerability you can't show that you don't Mm. like or that you feel like you're not that you're inadequate who who are you gonna tell who are you gonna talk to who can help you with that that's what you sound like yeah because no one no one like no one cares no one cares about men's problems, bro. So it's like, what, what can we do? What can we do?
1: I mean, if that, other men started caring, maybe that would help.
0: Yeah, but how how are you gonna bring that up? If, if all you do is on some like we all tough too, and if you and so as soon as you say some on some vulnerable shit, you like oh they start clowning you. I it would the, the hope is that you have a good support system. You you have good enough friends who are willing. And able to have these deep type of conversations with you. And also to hope that any woman or person that you fucking with is also on that. Who can kind of support you and kind of help you out in that way. And uplift you and hold you up like that. As you would hopefully do for them. So, end of the day is every nigga deserves a therapist. Agreed. That's pretty much the main one for men. What about for women's?
1: Okay, we're ready to come to the women folk. First one, of course, has to do with body All right, Bow. stop it.
0: We we don't want to pay any kind of fees.
1: <laughs> you right. Shout out to Hot Girl Mang, the Hot Girl Coach. Ow. <laughs> um, but yeah, body. Now, the article that I'm looking at is the five most common insecurities for women and how to handle them. Now, I'm not going to listen to these folks about how to handle them. It's from Kelia Clarkson from February 17th, 2020, and it's on EvyMagazine.com. The first one actually says, I'm not thin enough, but I think that that is a very, um, white woman based beauty standard. I think that black women more often than not have concerns about how their body is shaped and like how much ass and titties they have. But I don't think that there are very, very many oh, you want to be within a certain range, but you don't want to be thin. If that makes sense.
0: Yes. Okay. I get it. I was going to push back on the whole uh, Euros, Eurocentric beauty standard saying, I was like, I'm pretty sure it, Fitness is not a Eurocentric beauty standard. It's just a beauty standard, being mm-hmm. in shape, looking good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but being thin, it's like not white, white, white. like white girl thin, like you can see your your ribs is touching thin. Yeah, that's not a thing. But weight and shape, how you shape and mm-hmm. how you look and how your general fitness is. Very important, but yes. Yeah,
1: I definitely think that that's real. There are a lot of, hmm, there are, I don't know if I would say a lot of expectations. There are things that are typically attractive on black women. So people are looking, like I said, ass and titties. That's what people are looking for. Lips. Lips. But that's not body. I'm saying ass and, that is, that's face. That's different than body.
0: Mm. I'm, so, like, they're looking for like ass, yeah, ass, hips, thighs,
1: exactly things like that. And so, you don't necessarily want to be thin, but you do want to have those specific kind of physical characteristics, and you want your body to look a certain way, especially in clothing and a bathing suit, things like that. And so, that's something that women I feel like are, are always thinking about and aware of because even if you ain't got no booty and you got a man, you like. I still ain't got no booty. But you can buy those
0: now. That, that's that. This is the thing that it seems like I said that when I say the problems or issues or concerns that that women have are given a fucked about by people in the sense that oh you scared you mad or you you concerned that you you ain't got no titties come on down to the dr the Miami L A anywhere get you some new titties for the low low price of mm-hmm. what you got. We, we we can get we can get something in your budget. It may not be it might blow up in your chest, but we can get you get your titties looking good for a little bit. Or oh, you feel like you ain't got no ass? Come on down. We can get you one of them too. Oh you or you, you feel like you ain't got enough thigh or you got too much thigh or you got too much around the stomach? Come on down. We can we can move that around for you. <laughs> move it around. We can move it. In fact, we can move it from here and put it in your titties. Two two things in one in one shot. Or we can move it around. I don't think you put it in your titties. They can put they it in put your it, ass. Yes. I don't know. They might be able to put on your table. If they haven't, they need to to work on that. That's heavy. Go ahead.
1: But I think to what you're saying, yes, there are plenty of ways to be able to address these insecurities. Mm -hmm. But then there's also sometimes some surgery shame. People definitely, there is a divide between people who have opinions about people being natural or pursuing surgery. So it's still not the easiest decision to make. It's not just like, Oh, you don't like this thing about yourself. Go get surgery. You have to have money. You have to have the resources to keep up with the surgery after you have it. And you also have to be able to deal with and address whatever is going on internally, because just because you fix the external if the internal insecurity is still there. That's horrible. Didn't that man say? So Brandon had me watching this Master Cheater video earlier this week, y'all. And I will put it on the Instagram at some point. Although I don't know if I want to spread this propaganda. But he was talking about how he likes to date women who've had the gastric bypass surgery or yeah. like have had the sleeve because their bodies are fit. But internally, they haven't done any of the work around like their, yeah. their body yeah. image. And so they're easier to manipulate because they don't think that they're as cute as they actually are.
0: Yeah, they got the self-esteem of an overweight woman but the actual body of a relatively in shape woman so it's like the best of both worlds in his opinion
1: yeah he's a sicko but that's very real that's why i'm saying i don't think that yes surgery exists but it's not a cure-all just because you can get surgery doesn't mean that you can fix the
0: insecurity but the cure is if you've done all the work that you need in order to get as far as you can so like if you're out of shape you hit the gym you've been doing your thing you got as much shape as you can but for some reason you can't grow an ass because there's only so many squats you can do and there's only so much ass muscles you can build to get the ass and you feel like you just need a little extra little, little kick, go ahead and make that happen. Same thing with the, with, your, with your breasts or something like that. Like if you just feel like you just need that little extra little boost to get you there but you didn't do all the other work to maintain the rest of your body, go ahead if you got it
1: i mean yeah but also go ahead if you got it once you're past a certain age there is no reason for you to have surgery before you really come into your grown woman body your body is going to change over the course of your 20s if you plan to have children your body is going to change and so if you you don't know what you're not in your final form you just don't know what your final oh, form is going oh gonna be.
0: word oh so you're on some freezer shit? okay so so i just want to make sure that you are advocating like the mommy makeover
1: that's not what I'm advocating. I'm advocating for you to wait until your your body is done going through some of its natural changes before you make any artificial changes. That's what I'm suggesting. So does
0: that mean you just need to be done with puberty?
1: I mean, done with puberty, but at 25, you do get some grown woman weight. Your body fills out in a different way. So I'm just suggesting 25 and up. That's what I'm suggesting.
0: Yeah, but I've never heard anyone be like, yeah, I ain't had no titties my whole life. But when I turned 25, double D's came in. Or C's came in. I mean,
1: I don't think that that's how it is. But I just meant like in terms of your shape kind of filling out, your weight redistributing in ways that are more womanly. I definitely feel like that happens at 25. But also, you grown. Do what you want to do. You can definitely have a surgery at any point in your life if that's what you're comfortable with. But I, again, feel like body types to a certain extent can be trendy. There was definitely a time where like being very thin was in for everyone, where being more voluptuous was in for everyone. So making a decision about surgery or a body insecurity, um, or trying to fix a body insecurity through surgery more specifically based off of what is popular right now. I don't advise.
0: Okay. What's the next one?
1: The next one is about strength. So this one says, um, the idea this this is interesting to me just because i don't know that all women have this thought process around physical strength but I do think that some women do Um, like the idea of don't be such a girl or you run like a girl stuff like that that have to do with physical strength and women wanting to measure up and be tougher or more masculine depending upon the space that they're in Um, not wanting to be seen as kind of too weak too emotional or inadequate I think this definitely has something to do with the way that women are in the work world Mm -hmm. and not wanting to be seen as someone who could be taken advantage of but this isn't something that I necess- Well no that's not true I subscribe to this insecurity a little bit I definitely am thoughtful about the perception That my partner has of me And them wanting them to see me As strong um, But not necessarily in a physical sense I don't care if you think that I can run fast Or pick up heavy stuff That's why you're here
0: Yeah I, yeah. I, I, I think the The issue comes in when they're trying to measure Themselves up against men in an area where you're just not going to win mm-hmm. like this is not what you what you this is not your strength like to, you're not going to overpower a man like w- don't measure yourself in that aspect towards men just like a man, men shouldn't be like oh why am i not as sensitive as a woman why why am i mm-hmm. not able to be more more vulnerable or able to uh, maneuver socially as like women do. They're fucking geniuses at that shit. Being able to read the room and be able to tell all this type of shit. We are, That's just not what we are good at as the male species, I guess. I mean, it, obviously there's some people who are good through training and things of that nature, but like on average, women are really good at this shit. And there's no point of like getting fucked up over not being as good as something that's like their... Gift, I guess. Versus, there's just like managers better physically, like mm-hmm. on average, is better physically. To try to compete against that, you just you're you're not helping anyone.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. I agree with that, and I do think, like I said, it's more applicable in the business world than it is in um interpersonal relationships but it it definitely is there the third one is that i'm not feminine enough so it's interesting that these two like are in direct contrast to each other so it's like on one hand you want to have some masculine energy to be able to combat things in the work world and to be seen as strong and not uh not weakened or easy to take advantage of but then you also still want to be treated like a girl and like have and
0: that's that's and that that's hard to it's it's hard almost too impossible to attain it's almost an unrealistic expectation in the sense that not only let me see okay so like like to your point of like woman trying to be more masculine in the work world but also wanting to be treated like a woman it it, it feels kind of counterproductive right? right so it's like you're coming into this space. You're trying to show us that you can you can hang with the boys, so to speak. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna treat you like it. But then like be like, but no, give me all the privileges of like of the man, I guess. But don't give me none of the the downsides of it. Like the we don't give a fuck about your feelings type shit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want you want us to care about that, but give me the the benefits of. The gender, I guess, to for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying, but that's a part of the hypocrisy of being a woman. I want it both ways all the time.
0: But it, that's.
1: I want it to be work. your equal, but I also want you to be chivalrous towards me. I want it all.
0: That's fine. You can want all you want, but, you know, the facts is the facts. You can't, you can't get it all. It, it's just, no one can get it all. No one can have it all.
1: I can't have it all. Beyonce has it all.
0: Does she? Last time, last time I checked, her nigga cheated on him. Stop. Last time I checked, does she have it all? But they still together though.
1: Because she's smart. I'm. Anyway, the I'm not feminine enough thing. I definitely feel like I've seen from some of my friends in terms of like wanting to make sure that they preserve their femininity and Mm. enjoy you know using their feminine wiles for good i think that they're the strong enough principle like i said i feel like works in the business world but at home me being strong i don't think is a value to you is that a value to you like physically strong a physically strong or strong in the way that is like required of of in the work world like having some masculine
0: energy in order no i prefer i don't want masculine energy like, I have to deal with niggas all the time. I, last thing I want to do is have to deal with that in my woman. Yeah. So that's, I think, can be a, an issue as well. Because it's hard to turn that shit off. Like, mm-hmm. if you like, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I'm masculine for, like, half my day at work. And then when I'm come home and I'm going to switch it off and I'm going to become the most feminine woman ever, it's real hard to be able to do, do that shit. And it's kind of weird to, like, to see that. I'm like, well, I feel like that would be kind of weird, like, The fuck? Like you can do that? Nigga, like you might be a sociopath. Like what like what else are you able to pretend in? Like, are you real? Who are you? Who are you? Is this a fake person? Are you manipulating me? So I'm looking at you sideways like "Mm." who are you? Who are you? Yeah, like who (laughs) what? No, 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 no. So yeah, I understand it's kind of a catch twenty two for for women in that aspect. I think, hopefully, you know, we'll get to a point where woman can just be feminine, and also be successful in their whatever way possible. However, I don't think that's gonna be possible in like the business world mm-hmm. because business world is there's already rules of engagement within the business world. That shit ain't gonna change for nobody. Like, like un- unless you're able to play the game. And then suddenly turn your femininity back on once you reach the top, and then let that that you now there's another path for a woman to take now. But like I said, it's hard to turn that shit off. Like you got to play the masculine game for X amount of time until you reach reach the top, and by the time that happens, you pretty much already set in your ways, and it's gonna be hard.
1: Yeah, that's real. I I think what we may see. One, let me say, I don't think people who can turn it on and off are sociopaths. I think that Mm. those people understand that there are different roles that they have to play in their day. Mm. There are times where you get to just be yourself as an individual. There are times where you have to be a mom. There are times where you have to be a partner. There's times when you have to be a friend. And more often than not, like relationship management is a skill that women learn early because they often have a lot of relationships to manage. Like They they have different, different people perceive them in different ways. And so they also always have to be thoughtful about that. So I don't think that that's sociopath behavior. But I would also say that... It's
0: being facetious, but okay. I just want to make sure.
1: I would also say that um, valuing femininity is something that we all need to like, you know, evaluate uh-huh. and, and place into context because I think that there are ways that in which people don't value femininity or... Or see it as a guise, like what you're saying, like it's fake. It's not something that women really do anymore. Mm-hmm. So once we get to a place where we value it and we see it as being genuine and authentic, we'll be in a better That's space
0: it for sure. That genuine, because femininity can be, can and has been weaponized. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's uh, important that it is, comes across as authentic. Like if you're feminine, fucking bask in it. Be feminine.
1: Mm-hmm. The next one is about youth. Youth them about not being young enough, and this excuse me about not being young enough. You know, as a woman, you get older, the biological clock thing, wanting to be at a certain place in your life at a certain time. I should be married by 30, or I should have kids by this age, and those kind of things.
0: Well, a lot Mm -hmm. of that is biologically like necessary. Like, yeah, there's a certain cutoff that you should have your kid by in order to reduce, like, medical issues. Like, it's is, it's known that at a certain point you enter a stage for a woman where pregnancy comes with more potential medical complications. And? No, I'm just saying, like, so if you want to not have that, it will make sense for you to want to have a kid before that period hits. I... Not I, that you can't have kids, but I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think the I, the idea of I'm getting old, I'm older, right. I'm never gonna find anybody that is dangerous and sad for those people because I don't want to get ever get to a space where I feel hopeless, and I think that that's what a part of what valuing younger women does. I feel like I have heard you say out of your own mouth that you could date a young woman, nah. I mean, I guess I'm a younger woman.
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yes, I can date, a, I mean, they're definitely too young. Like, I can't, I can't date, I couldn't date anyone seriously under 24,
2: 23, 24. Woo!
0: Depending on, like, the maturity of that woman. But, like, anything under that, I'm not, you either a, a jump off or I'm, it's a wham, bam, I ain't gonna never see you again. I, I, I. In general, I feel like I wouldn't be able to take that seriously. Yeah, that's true. I can, and I, I feel like the same can't be can't be said for the average woman in a sense no. of like they're not looking, because it's because of what we each value mm-hmm. as the gender. Like men look for youth and beauty because that's an indicator of. I can get how many kids can I get at you? The younger you are, the more kids I could potentially get out at you, the longer I can enjoy your youth. Mm -hmm. Versus a woman, they value financial stability and you're not going to be able to find that. (laughs) And a young nigga generally not being able to find financial stability. So if financial stability is what women value and financial stable niggas don't pop up until at least the 30s like mm-hmm. start getting money but they don't really reach their peak until like 50s so it would make sense for the wisdom in the older gentlemen to be of more prominence i guess in a wo- in a woman's eyes which is but i feel like there's a pushback on that in the sense that like a lot of women are well so, no now you're going to say a lot of women but like a lot of modern women are uh wanting their men to be like their age But also also be fully formed and have all their money. So, like, if you're 30 and you're dating, you're looking for a 30 to maybe 35-year-old man who got everything that you need. But that's not statistically probable, unfortunately. But, yeah, uh, am I I proving or disproving your point?
1: I think, to a certain extent, you're proving my point of, like, as women get older, there is definitely, like I said, a tend towards being hopeless of, like, there's nobody out there, there's less options, all the things that I wanted and hoped for in my youth are not going to be able to happen, all of those kind of things. So, you do get a little bit insecure as you age. Yeah, I mean. About your
0: age. It is what it is, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And it it fucking sucks. It is what it is. And, like, hey, don't. As a, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a thousand with you, woman. The older you get, the less your options become. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. It's true. No, like, you don't like it. I don't like it for you, but it is what it is. Just like my niggas. If you ain't got no money, nigga, the the amount of woman that you're gonna be at to pool is gonna be much less than if you had money. Mm-hmm. You don't like it, but it is what it is. Niggas with money get the rich, get the woman. Riches get bitches.
1: I've never heard that before. I just made
0: it up. <laughs> I think I just made it up. I'm sure someone said that somewhere. Probably.
1: The last one is uh, insecurity around feeling like you are enough. Mm. Um, So being reassured that you have intrinsic value and that, you know, you're worthy of things. Even if you get something, say you don't have any of the other insecurities, you feel like you're beautiful, you feel like you're young enough, you feel like you're strong enough, you still may not feel like you're enough and that feeling of like not being worthy of things can definitely wreak havoc on the way that you conduct the business of your life. You may make poor choices because you just, or self sabotage because you just don't feel like you're worthy enough.
0: That's real. And I can, I definitely believe that as uh insecurity, but I also feel like that's the insecurity of both men and women.
1: No, I definitely agree. There's definitely both genders of, yeah. out there who think that they're not worthy right. or that they are not enough.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: All right. Final food for thought. Final food for thought. Well, the final food for
0: thought, okay, for me is that if you are aware of any insecurities and you are not seeking help uh, or assistance with that in the sense that every nigga needs, therap- needs a therapist, please do so expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Work through that. Why would you leave a hole in your game when you can not have that hole in your game? A point of vulnerability that can be exploited by the wrong people, men and women here. For example, the, the cheater nigga. Like, hey, if you got insecurity about body image and stuff like that and you, first of all you can do something about that, like aka look like go to the gym, things of that nature. And if you but if you've done that and you technically looking better now, but you still had those body image issues, seek help. Or here comes master cheater nigga who's gonna fucking play on those emotions and fuck your whole life up.
2: hmm
0: Niggas, same, same thing, nigga. Like a your dick is average size or maybe slightly below it, a Ain't nothing we can do about it. Learn do do the best you can you can with it. Get your get your oral game on point. Be in a get in a head. Get psychological with it. I'm not saying for evil. Just like right. yo yeah. Know, get them get them prime with with your words, big man. Like be in a mind. Like get them aroused with your with your with your words, bro. Before you even pull the dick out, my nigga. Work on the overall game as much as you can, and also see somebody about your insecurities. Because it may attract women who fucked your whole life up, nigga. Or you might compensate it in ways that aren't healthy. You feel like you got a small dick, so I got I to gotta compensate by giving her my whole paycheck. Now you broke. Tragic. But every nigga needs a therapist. That's my too long, didn't read food for thought. Seek therapy, nigga. Even if you feel like you don't need it, you do.
1: My final food for thought is to be receptive to any insecurity that your partner points oh, out for you.
0: Yeah, yeah whatever. whatever. Uh-huh. All the times you don't stole mine?
1: Never. I, I go first. It's your fault. You don't be wanting to go first. But I think when you when your partner recognizes something from you or an insecurity that you have Assume that it's coming from a good place. That there are some positive intentions. Like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely people out there who will um, breed insecurities in you and maybe create more problems than what they mm-hmm. found you with.
0: They belong to the streets. Yeah. Release them from whence they came. Yes,
1: but if you're with someone who has good intentions from you on for you, excuse me, on the whole, and they point out an area of growth for you, take it and. Identify what work you can do independently and how they can continue to hold you accountable to grow in that area. Because insecurities, insecurities don't serve you or them or their relationship. And so you want to make sure that you work to address them and um, that in holding you accountable, you appreciate and thank them and remain encouraged because you got this. You succor.
0: Mm, I like that. And I want to add another point that you you said something that kind of stuck to me when you said mm-hmm. that it's a, for the relationship, like the, the main stakeholder or the main, the, the most important part of the relationship is the relationship. So like, if you think of it in a sense of like, will this strengthen the relationship? Then you're not wrong. Like whatever the thing is, if, if you're doing it, will strengthen the relationship. Do that shit. Mm. Like even if it makes you feel some type of way, because the mm. what what is winning is the relationship that you're both in. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So like sometimes that may require you to take an L for the their overall relationship to prosper.
1: And fixing your insecurities yeah, is not, not an, an L. L. It's
0: not an L, but like an L in the sense of like you felt attacked or you felt like they was coming at you some way. Like, but like if resolving it will make the relationship better overall, then you're going in the right direction. Agreed. Hey, listen to these messages. Make sure to check us out every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google Play, all that good stuff. Make sure to subscribe, listen, and rate. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell the cousin, auntie, mama, grandma, granddaughter's son work that out yeah. <laughs> tell me what it can follow us at
1: <laughs> math problems all right if you have a question you want us to discuss on the podcast send us an email at the at gmail.com and we just might shout you out follow us on instagram at the buffet pod all one word thank you for listening learning and laughing with us this has been the buffet where we give you endless food for thought
0: we out